South Park The Fractured Butthole is a game about which I am completely and utterly conflicted. On the one hand, it is an absolute upgrade over its predecessor in virtually every single way. In the combat, it's greatly improved, animation is improved, graphics are also improved with higher frame rates being supported, the overall scope and size and scale of this game is massive, but on the other hand, it seems to be lacking the unique charm for which South Park has so long been known. Now I've been working on this video for a few weeks now and I've actually had to rewrite my conclusion multiple times because I've been going back and forth on how I feel about this title in particular. At first I was a little standoffish, then I fell in love with it, then standoffish again, and I've been going back and forth. I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but nonetheless, hopefully making this video and recording it will allow clarity not just for me, but also offer something of interest to you. Now this video intends to look at the various elements of the game, critique them, and come to a final verdict on them in the end. But before we get into any of that, I do want to say that there will be spoilers in this video. So if you've not played the game yet, want everything to be fresh, I suggest you pause the video, click away, go watch something else, play the game, and then come watch this after. It'll still be here. But with all that said, let's just jump right into it. The Fractured Butthole takes place over four in-game days, and for me, took roughly 14 hours to complete the main story, and another four hours or five hours or so for side quest missions. Now, throughout the course of the game, I bounced between the top two hardest difficulties, where I felt that the challenge to fun ratio was pretty high and reasonable. However, the game is really well balanced, and you'll be able to play it on whatever difficulty you want to without much trouble. Now, the narrative of the game is fairly simple. You're playing as the new kid the day after the events of the Stick of Truth. In fact, the opening of the game takes place while you are still King Douchebag with your crown right after defeating Princess Kinney, at which point you find out from Cartman that everyone is now playing superheroes so that you can try to find a missing cat to get the $100 reward so that you can kickstart your superhero movie franchise. Now, in my mind, this is actually a pretty genius way of rebooting your character's stats. You go from being king douchebag, king and overlord of all, to just the new kid who is now just a baseline superhero who's trying to catch up with everyone else who's been playing longer than you have. Now, one of the most important elements of a South Park game to me is the feeling that you're basically experiencing an interactive episode of South Park that's 10 to 20 hours long. And for me, this actually fully succeeded in providing that experience. The Stick of Truth did a great job of providing it, and the Fractured But Whole, indeed, once again, feels as though you are experiencing a long, drawn-out, hilarious South Park episode. This game is riddled with memorable moments that I will not be forgetting anytime soon, such as helping Kanye West get his mother into heaven with a Flappy Bird ripoff while riding a farting unicorn. It's kind of hard to explain, you just gotta see it yourself. All the way to fighting a behemoth version of Kyle's cousin, to fighting the Shub Niggeroth in the bottom of the police department, all the way through the very end when you get to see Mitch Connor talking with his mother, and it's just hilarious. Now I just want to get this out there. 
On the whole, the game is fantastic and is well worth your time. Even at full price, I believe this game is good enough to warrant a full $60 in the US or whatever you have to pay overseas in order to get it new. It really is that good. But with that having been said, there is something that just doesn't sit right with this game for me. The game is fun, the combat is exciting and engaging, the narrative and story of the game is so good that at times you forget you're playing a video game and feel as though you're just watching a really long episode of South Park and that's it. It really is phenomenal in that sense, but part of me just thinks that there's something missing or something slightly off about the title. The first time I realized that something wasn't sitting quite right with me is when I was looking at the home screen after booting up the game for the very first time. And I know that to many people this will look simply like a start menu, nothing too exceptional about it, just a start menu, that's, that's it. But there is something uniquely worrisome about this start screen, especially coming off of the stick of truth. Now to help you understand why I got worried just by looking at the main menu of this screen, I wanna go back to the development of the Stick of Truth. Now of course, the Stick of Truth was developed by Matt Stone and Trey Parker in conjunction with Obsidian Entertainment, with Trey Parker being the creative brains behind the actual machine. Now, South Park actually started as a small Christmas cartoon that Matt Stone and Trey Parker made for an LA executive who paid them roughly $10,000 to create a Christmas card specifically for him to send around to all of his friends and family and coworkers. They spent a few weeks making it and working on it using cardboard cutouts of different characters, animating them with stop motion photography, and then they eventually pitched it, showed it to the guy, got paid, went about doing other things, and months and months later, they were shown this video by a friend of theirs who didn't even realize they had been the ones that made it originally. Again, this was pre-internet days, so when you were sharing these videos, you were sharing them with VHS tapes. This wasn't a viral video, this was pre-viral videos, and that's how they got their start. There was a unique flavor and and homemade style to everything that they did, and that still to this day is shown in South Park. Everything in South Park, whether you're talking about the video games or the TV show, is based on the actual cardboard cutouts. So when you look at the hair of a character, it's not simply brown shapes, it's actually a brown cardboard cutout or paper cutout that an actual artist went and cut out and shaped correctly and then scanned into the computer. And that's what they're using. So everything is based on an actual real world glue sticks and scissors based art style. Now, the Stick of Truth absolutely achieved this and felt the same way that the TV show felt when you watched it. It didn't feel as though it was corporatized or had been taken over by another company. It still felt uniquely South Park. However, when we go back to the main menu for the fractured butthole, we can see there's something very corporate about this. Instead of going with Obsidian Entertainment, they took the fractured butthole and pitched it to Ubisoft. Now, I love Ubisoft and they make some great games. In fact, two of my favorite games from 2017 were Ubisoft titles. However, you cannot deny that Ubisoft is a large corporate entity who's focused primarily on profits and tends to sacrifice a lot of 
shall we say, consumer benefits for that cause. When you load into the Stick of Truth, you don't get any pop-ups begging you to buy the season pass. Instead, you're just prompted to start the game. But when you boot up the fractured butthole for the very first time, you're immediately greeted with an, a pop-up begging you to buy the season pass to expand your game out and pay even more. And it's just something I wish weren't there. <laughs> Now, I know that that sounds like super complaining and, and like very first world problem, but really it does bug me when I'm playing a South Park game and then I see this very large corporate entity getting involved, begging me for more money, even though I just paid $60 for the title. It's just not South Park and I don't know how else to put it. And so when I booted the game up for the very first time, what this menu told me was that this was not going to be a South Park game that had a Ubisoft coat of paint on it. This was going to be a Ubisoft game with a coat of South Park paint on it. And sure enough, that's what it ended up being. Now, as I previously said, the game is great and it's fun and I would recommend it to anybody, but I'm here to also criticize and critique the elements that are less than stellar. And that's what we're gonna do now briefly. Now, the one element of this game that really sticks out to me as just garbage is the UI and menu systems. They were very clearly designed for use with a controller on consoles, making playing on the PC very frustrating and at times even inconvenient. You essentially can even play this game with just your left hand on the WASD keys with your thumb on the space bar. There's no need to use your right hand at all, meaning I I suppose you could use it for other things while playing the game if you're good at multitasking. That was uh, supposed to be a joke. I'm, I'm just gonna move past that. <laughs> Now, another major issue in the game is navigation. It is a complete crapshoot in this title, going back to the menu and UI. I'm not sure what they were thinking here, but there is no clear way of telling what's going on in any particular moment of the game. There's no way of knowing what quest you're tracking. There's no even quest tab to directly jump into to see what is up next, what the next uh, objective is and where it is on your map. You have to basically open up your mini map and then open up your full map and then dig around and try to find the logo that looks appropriate and then head over in that direction. It's a complete crapshoot. I don't know how this made it out of alpha testing, much less a beta, but whatever this is, it's garbage. And speaking of garbage, the questing system is non-existent to just confusing. I'm not even sure if there is a questing system in here because uh, once again, the menu system is so screwed up that there's not any sort of clarity to show you this is what you're doing now. If you want to change objectives, here's how you do it. It's all just go here, go here, go here and hope that you're doing the right thing at the right moment. It, it's absolute trash. Now as for something that's not absolute trash, combat. Combat now is based on classes and attack loadouts in addition to team loadouts and maneuvers on the battlefield, all mixed in with artifacts and crafted items. 
Time warping is also a new mechanic that the fractured butthole has that the stick of truth didn't have, and it actually allows you to solve some interesting puzzles that allow you to think outside the box, and also allows you to skip over an opponent's turn, to pause time so you can go and punch a bunch of people while time is paused, or to skip over certain dangerous areas by playing your cards right. It actually adds a lot to the game and to the combat because you aren't just going through, cycling through, with items and then this spell and this attack and then this ranged attack blah 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 you're actually wondering when you should be using your time warp to skip over this opponent's turn because if you skip over this opponent's turn before the heavy guy comes in it's going to cause you to potentially take damage you end up thinking five six seven turns ahead in any given moment and it's absolutely fantastic that's what the stick of truth needed and it's what we get in the fractured butt hole now you also get to change out your team before the battle actually starts with three or four teammates at a time, meaning that you can actually create a dream team based on having one healer, one melee close ranged guy, a mid range guy and a ranged character all working together in unity based on what opponent you're facing and based on what opponent you're facing, how many opponents you're facing, different team loadouts are going to perform better, which actually allows you to have some fun, especially in the DLC arena mode. Now, the Stick of Truth had combat that was very easily exploitable. You basically could just get some good gear uh, from basic locations throughout the game, put some patches on it, and then you would be slaughtering everybody you'd come across, even on the hardest difficulties that you could set it on. However, in the Fractured But Whole, the battles are actually uh, much, much more balanced. Combat in general starts out very, very simple, even boring and unchallenging. But about three hours in, it starts to get very complicated and intimidating to the point where you think there's no way I'm ever going to master this. And then by the end of the game, it actually has settled back down and all of the mechanics are easy to use and manage and larger battles consisting of very large large characters, big villains and boss battles become much easier and much more enjoyable. Now, speaking of boss battles, there are a lot in this game and I actually really really enjoyed them one boss battle in particular took me 35 minutes to complete on one of the harder difficulty settings just because of the way that the maneuvering worked around bouncing between different characters trying to outsmart and think how I could take this guy down without taking this much damage and calculating everything out in my head it was absolutely fantastic and really really fun but I do want to say that the dialogue can run out fairly quickly especially when you're talking about a 30 minute battle and you usually find yourself just repeating the same moves and maneuvers until the battle ends it's still fun it's still interesting and you can't let yourself get lazy but it is just the curse of having 30 minute long battle sequences things are going to get slightly repetitive and lastly, the thing that to me mattered most coming from the Stick of Truth was difficulty balancing. And as I previously stated, it is vastly improved in the Fractured Butt Hole. For the most part, when you select a difficulty at the beginning of the game, it's going to feel roughly the same difficulty throughout the entire game. This is where Ubisoft's expertise and much better Snowdrop engine comes into play. Now, to me, it seems as though the reason that this game is so much more balanced than the previous one is that it is remarkable remarkably 
ungear dependent, if that makes any sense at all. The previous title was remarkably gear dependent, meaning that basically if you went around, collected, and crafted the correct items, everything was a total walk in the park. There was no effort or skill needed whatsoever. If you had the right gear, you were basically God. In the Fractured But Whole, there's no weapons that you assign to your character, there's no guns or ranged weapons you assign, it's all move-based and based on these artifacts that you discover and assign to your character in the menu system. And these are very easy to find and craft and upgrade, and for the most part you're going to find properly leveled artifacts in the main quest that you encounter so you don't actually have to worry about going through the world looking for these in general you're going to find them all over the place especially as rewards for beating larger bosses so for most people you're never actually gonna have to even think about leveling up your character to make them more powerful it's just going to happen naturally now this of course brings us to the idea of this game as an RPG. The Fractured But Whole was not marketed so much as an RPG, but as a superhero combat game. And The Stick of Truth, on the other hand, was marketed purely as a South Park RPG that you could go through and enjoy just as you would any other RPG. After all, Obsidian was behind the development of this game. And so as you would expect, The Fractured But Whole is far from an RPG. While you can select class loadouts and move loadouts to build off of, in general this game is much closer to an arcade battle simulator than it is to a full-on RPG like The Stick of Truth was. Now, The Stick of Truth was not a remarkable RPG by any stretch of the imagination, but it still was fun and you still could play the game the way you wanted and build your character the way you wanted. In The Fractured But Whole, you can create a ranged character, you can create a melee character, but it's much lighter and it's much more on the surface level. Now, many people might even call this the Ubisoftification of the South Park franchise, and to some extent that's true. It is a much simplified version of the combat and of the character building. It's still fun, it's still good, but it's much more accessible, easy to grasp to the point where you, in general, won't have to think about it hardly at all, even 20 hours in. However, overall, I still would put this combat system at a vast improvement over the previous game's combat system. Some people will still love the Stick of Truth, some people will still love the combat in the Stick of Truth, but there is no arguing that that game was severely broken at its core, especially towards the end. And so now we come to a bit of a conclusion, and to conclude whether or not we're gonna give this game a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down, we have to ask ourselves why we play South Park video games to begin with. Are we playing The Fractured But Whole and The Stick of Truth because we're looking for deep, engaging gameplay mechanics and systems, or are we playing it to get access to an interactive version of this world that we know and love? For me at least, it's the latter. I love good video games, strong mechanics that are interesting and engaging, and combat systems that can be malleable and can be beaten to death with a tire iron and still hold up. 
But at its core, I'm playing these games because I want access to the characters in the world that I've grown up watching and loving and that I will love for years and years to come. The Stick of Truth was not a jaw-dropping and amazing game by any stretch of the imagination, but it was still fun and it was a fantastic South Park experience specifically. And the Fractured But Whole is absolutely a continuation of that tradition. And so, even though it is a Ubisoft game with a South Park coat of paint on it, it still is a remarkable South Park experience and something that I can recommend to any fan of the franchise, of the previous game, or of the series in general. But that's about all I have to say. I want to say thank you to you for watching through this entire video and for putting up with my very sick, cold-written throat and voice. And I also want to invite you to subscribe and like this video if you enjoyed it. It really does help us out. Check out the Patreon in the description box below and make sure to check out the two podcasts that I do every single week for some fun, lighthearted entertainment that you just aren't going to get anywhere else. But with all that said, thank you for watching. I love you all and I'll see you in the next video. Peace out.